0: Today, I heard one of the leaders in our team saying, he often every day asks, what do you want? What Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? And I think that's kind of the encapsulation of, although you own your own career as a leader, I can help you to find that out and help you to move on, even if in three years you're going to move somewhere else.
1: Howdy, y'all, and welcome to the Cyber Ranch Podcast. That's Luis Valenzuela, Director of Data Loss Prevention and Data Governance at Income Payments. Former manager of program management, former project manager at FIS, former information security officer and advisor at Anuvu. You get the idea. Luis has done some stuff here. Luis and I are talking about career development in cybersecurity, and we're having a great conversation. Let's dive right on in. Welcome to the Cyber Ranch podcast, recorded under the big blue skies of Texas, where one CISO explores the cybersecurity landscape with the help of friends and experts. Here's your host, Alan Alford, president and CISO at Alan Alford Consulting. So, Luis, I have a saying I love to tell folks who report to me. I might be the one managing the role you fulfill today and establishing the criteria for the advancement that you want, but you are the one managing your career. And I always try to say this so they'll take ownership, set goals, make plans, etc. And I'm 100% willing to work with them on establishing criteria for the next advancement, helping them get there. But I remain convinced that the overall concept of promotion and career path and journey should be part of a plan and that that plan ultimately resides with the person who's trying to go through it, not with their boss, right? So what are your thoughts on this one?
0: Yes, I, I totally agree. I believe that you are the best expert about yourself and what you want. And uh, especially your aspirations, your strengths, your limitations. And uh, even where you want to go f- forward, that might not be where you come from. You, you get a resume from somebody who's been, let's say, help this, help this, help this. That doesn't mean they want to go into help this. Maybe they want to go somewhere else, but the person has to know what they want. Uh, companies are driven by profits, leaders are driven by results, but only you are driven by your own interest. And uh, I totally agree with that. You need to own your career as the CEO
1: of your own organization that is your life. I love it. CEO of your life. I like mm-hmm. that a lot. So I gave a bit of an introduction to your, your past, your career uh, at the beginning of the show here, but I want you to tell me something. Instead of just telling us about your you know your, your various roles, I'm going to do a new twist specific to this show. And I'm going to say, why don't you tell us about your most pivotal career transition? Like, yeah. like what was – first of all, what was the most pivotal career transition? When you went from X to Y, what was the big one for you that really stood out? Yeah, I believe uh, my biggest one, especially with – all
0: that came around it, and I will explain why, uh, is when I moved from the company that was bought by Anuvu, where I had been doing sales and then uh, program management for quite a while for a government contractor in of the Communications, I decided I didn't want to be in the government space anymore, uh, although mm. I enjoyed Supporting the mission of the warfighter and the technology and all of those things. There are other sites that I just didn't want to. So I looked at what my experience was and how can I now market myself. And I went for the PMP certification, which put me in a track for studying the material, taking notes, making diagrams, preparing for the test, and, and realizing that some of the methods that I was already using, my own frameworks, were actually official. There was a name for them that professionals had been using for a while. And, and I passed. So that got me into this refreshed, reignited, uh, reframe of my hunger for learning that put me on the search track. And I'm okay. I, I know technology, but I want to learn something that is uh, formal, best practices. So I went for the network blast and passed, enjoyed it. Nice. So then I went for, well, since I've been doing security, at this point, I already had stood up the security program in that organization like that uh-huh. led us to get clearances and all that. So, I had been doing cybersecurity without knowing the subculture of cyber cybersecurity. So, I yeah, started, okay. as I started learning certifications, Security Plus was the next thing, and, uh, and, and and that just changed my whole career life. For my first twenty five years, my life was about surviving having been born in a third world country. Then mm-hmm. I came to United States and it was okay, what do I do? At that point, when I started that transition to the PMP, Network Plus, Security Plus, now I uh, secured a role in FIS as a technical project manager, which mm-hmm. gave me more access to um, the security world. And I started preparing. And since I already had the experience, I went for the CSSP and passed. So that nice. transition- Totally changed how I was handling, how I viewed my career and what I was uh, able to do and what I was able to offer to, to organizations.
1: Wow. So, so to our first point, our first question, you know, that, that's a resounding yes on you took total ownership there. This, this one stood out because it was a super big transition for you. It wasn't just a promotion. It was a change of fields, right? Correct, yes. And you did it by way of taking complete and total ownership there. It was part of a plan. You executed the plan. You owned it, and you did it. Yes, and, and uh, you, you
0: mentioned the plan. I literally treated this as a project where I sat down, and I said, this is what I want to go. This is what I need to do. And I, in my big whiteboard in my office at home, I mapped out what I needed to do month by month, all the way through the next year or two. And, and to your point, th- there were some things that changed that were adjusted, but overall it was the result of the execution of that, uh, of that plan.
1: Wow. So this was super detailed, even almost like a Gantt chart. Like if I get this certification, then I can do that. If oh, I get yes. these many years, then I can get a CISSP. If I get my CISSP, then I can. Correct. So yes. you kind of like a true project management approach. All right. So so that that's stellar. And I'm so grateful that you took that level of detail and that level of planning to it, because I'm going to pivot now to my story, which is I'm being a total hypocrite here. We're talking about, you know, planning and owning your own career thing. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest here. And I've said it on this show before. Every promotion I have ever received has been due to them tapping me on the shoulder. The one time I sought promotion, I went to my boss, who was a vice president, and said, I want to be a director. He told me no. And he told me no because I really wasn't ready. And I was not aware enough to know I wasn't ready. But later, when I looked back on it, I was like, yeah, I would have said no too. I wasn't ready. But the rest of the time, I literally got tapped on the shoulder. And they said, hey, we want to make you a manager. We want to make you a senior manager. We want to make you a director. We want to make you a senior director. And it just kept happening to me. And I started thinking through, you know, if you're supposed to plan and own your career, like, what what was I doing? Was there some sort of subconscious plan? Like, I started kind of trying to deconstruct what I did. And so rule one for me was just work hard. Like, Like, the job in front of me, do it and do it well. Number two was get to know everyone around me, above me, next to me you know, and and learn how their missions overlap with what I'm doing. Rule number three was focus on achieving the mission in front of me while also building those bridges to those other functions, right? In other words, as I'm going through and trying to satisfy what I know I need to do in front of me, I'm trying to learn the relationship of what I'm doing to everyone around me and I'm trying to find ways to bridge into them and help them at the same time. So I'm reaching out to a director in another department and I'm saying, hey, I'm chugging away on this thing right here and it occurs to me it might help you this way. You know, Should we coordinate and make sure that my work is helping you as well and maybe we can get a twofer, maybe we can get a win-win. And I was always doing that sort of naturally, right? And so what I found out is that if you are always doing a good job at what's in front of you, but you're also taking the time to reach out and help those around you, Somebody above you is going to notice that and say, this guy really works well with others, works laterally, has the bigger business in mind, probably ready for the next level of promotion, right? So that's kind of, I think, what my unplanned plan was. And I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that approach, because obviously you've taken a much more disciplined and much more proactive approach towards all this stuff than I have. And I'm wondering if you think my model is crazy, like what would you recommend to somebody else? No,
0: I think, and in some ways it could be semantics, but in some way you had a plan. Maybe it was more what we could call principles or values, which I believe is necessary. And, and I probably have the same or similar to yours, uh, doing everything with excellence. Mm-hmm. Whatever mm-hmm. your your role, bloom wherever you were planted. Uh, networking, focusing on relationships and uh, not uh, transactions, but actual relationships. Get to know people. Uh, being mission driven, ha- driven, having goals, and mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. always exceeding expectations and going the extra mile, even in small things. Even if we just go make a copy of this document, always trying to do the best. And uh, for me, particularly. Uh, it, I have mentioned uh, before having the why, I think that's fundamental. You have to have mm-hmm. a reason, or n- you don't have to have a reason, but things work better if you have a reason, a trans- transcendent noble cause, like uh, Simon Sinek uh, uh, calls it an idealistic goal that maybe it's impossible to yeah. achieve, but it's high enough that inspires you to go after. And and for me, it's giving, helping, uh, loving uh, this concept of uh, servant leadership and 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 yeah. as a second level, protection against the evil, right? Which in in cybersecurity, that's what we do, right? Uh, And the the superhero mentality or the cop mentality, however you want to call it, all of that is important is what you are doing. And and a lot of people do that. Uh, I I would just add to that the plan as a more structured thing. You can have principles and values and succeed but you might increase your chances of success if you have a plan. So, for instance, mm-hmm. you do the, 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 the traditional gap analysis. Where do you where, where are you right now? Where right. do you want to be in X amount of time? And what are the steps to get there? Uh, you have heard of the five whys for root cause analysis. Yeah. In this case, I would call it the, the five hows. Like, how do I get there? Okay, and how do I do that? You have kind of five levels, you break down your project again, and Uh then then you create tasks, goals, smart goals, uh, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time bound. So not only you're doing a good work, you are pointing to something that you can measure. So you can talk about taking extra responsibilities at work, taking training, learning something new in this amount Mm -hmm. of time I'm going to learn Ansible. Yeah, and in yeah. six months, I will know how to do answer that, that, that kind of situation. That would be the first part of gap analysis. The second is implementation. And the number three, I think, is critical is review and iterate because mm. things will change. The job mm-hmm, market will mm-hmm. change. So you were going towards, uh, let's say, cybersecurity, you were working on your goals to be a SOC analyst. But along the yeah. way, you realize you actually enjoy more vulnerability management. Or you were yeah, tapping okay. the shoulders, hey, would you like to do risk management, right? right. Some, some, sometimes, and when we talk about luck, I say I've been very lucky having great bosses. Yeah. But at the same time, all plans are good until uh, the, the first shot is fired, right? Right, But you need to have a plan. A goal without a plan is just a wish. But on the other hand, you need to have that plan even if you have to adjust it. And when you adjust it, you are better prepared for that opportunity, which often some people say is what we call good luck because you were ready for that opportunity that you were not expecting. People leave, people move up. And who do we have here? Hey, Alan, do this. Go do it. so that 's kind of the combination of that yeah. the the principles and the plan for your specific goals in in growth
1: yeah, if you have those principles and you lay that foundation that way and i I love your your concept of you know it 's a noble calling and we should have a higher purpose in it you know i 'm here to protect and i 'm here to defend and i'm i'm here to do these things in the name of good for good people like that that's fundamental, and then the principles you layer on top, you know hard work ethic. Focus on the mission, trying to benefit those around you, you know, all that kind of good stuff. I think if you have all of that, then to your point, you know, luck can happen, but a plan is better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that's kind of the summary, right? Yeah. And I think I've had a lot of dumb luck in my career. Like, honestly, you mentioned you're lucky when you get a good boss. I've had some outstandingly good bosses, just sheer total luck. I've had bad ones, too. Um but uh, but I've 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 been the beneficiary of some great wisdom just by sheer luck. But I think you're right. I think I think having more of a plan is probably better than than the method I've done up to this point. Um, but I like it. I like the fact that you base it on principles and foundations. I think that's really good. Mm-hmm. So how about folks that are mapping out and growing in their careers? It sounds like you've already kind of gotten the steps for them. Like you've talked about. You know, I just want to reiterate: do the gap analysis, have the principles, have the work ethic. Execute to the plan, and and to your point, iterate and revise the plan as needed. And I think a lot of people forget that. And and I think, you know, my piece of advice that I would give to folks that are breaking into the field, and and you already kind of hit on it some, is like, I think ninety percent of the people who enter cyber want to be um, pen testers. Pen testers, like yes. that's what they think when they think, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm going to be a hacker. I'm going to be a white hat hacker. I'm going to pen test, and I'm going to. And I think a lot of folks dive on that, and then to your point about the iteration don't recognize when it's not working for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people burn out on what they think is cybersecurity when what they've really burned out on is pen testing. Yes. And there's a million other things in cybersecurity they could be doing, right? So Mm -hmm. I think your method helps to accommodate that problem too, which I think feeds back to that whole, we don't have enough talent on the bench in this industry. So folks, listen to Luis. If you're trying for one thing in cyber and it's not working for you, iterate your plan and find something else. That's, That's my tip for folks breaking in. What's your tip for folks breaking in? Well, uh, aside from having the the, the why, if
0: mm-hmm. if if you're new to the cyber security, well, you don't know what the roles are, right? And right. I oftentimes talk to to people who I'm uh, mentoring. I recommend them to go through the cyber uh, security plus uh, course. Not take the certification necessary, but go through a course, even a free YouTube course and Security Plus, right, Mm -hmm. because it's a, again, best practices, well-organized study that will expose you to all of the main areas of cybersecurity and go from there, see which one you think is interesting, right? And and if you marry that with a very important uh, concept, which is know yourself, like Mm. what type of learning method do you work with? Are you visual, kinetic, audio? Uh, visual. Right. And yeah. uh, think about the different personality tests, uh, uh, you know, DISC, And um, I personally like a lot um, the Enneagram, but yeah. Pick yeah, whichever you want. Right. I know which role you are better suited for, because if you're analytical, you like spreadsheets, you like all of it, you're probably not enjoy doing governance and policies. Right. Right. and vice versa. Some people right. like reading, they like literally the, the example of the bookkeeper, right? If yeah. you put that person to look at logs, they, they, they might not know and they will burn out, right? Yeah. And we yeah. always think about burnout as too much work. And I think burnout is not about work. It's about you doing what you like and what you enjoy. Mm-hmm. You pick what you like and you enjoy. You can do 20 hours without sleeping and you are happy.
1: Right, right. Right. So
0: all, all of those components know who, who, what kind of person you are, what are your skills uh, take some of those tests and look at the industry and these courses to understand the different roles and then create a plan to go into what you want to do. And that even applies for mid-career levels when somebody yeah. wants to move into a different area. And um, mm-hmm. you're right. Pen testing is not everything. Now, I, I my personal opinion is even if you're in GRC. Oh, I'm not technical because I'm GRC. I suggest still take the CEH or whatever is your favorite pen testing course, just so that you're Mm -hmm. more familiar with the technical side and you understand how Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. talk to the engineers and offer more value to the organization. You're being paid a salary to be a GRC analyst, but hey, you also know about vulnerability management or or logging or sim whatever, that increases your value
1: as a team player and opportunities will come even ones that you were not looking for. Yep. No, that's perfect. And that's, you know, this is why I've always with my teams done cross training. Mm-hmm. GRC does a stint on the tech stack. Tech stack does a stint in GRC. GRC oh, yeah. does a stint in the SOC. SOC does a stint on tech stack. I move people around and get them working on different facets of the game because, the, you know, it, it's it's back to that bridging thing I talked about earlier about if you if you know more about what those around you are doing, it's easier to bridge into their worlds and to make your work benefit them as well. And if yeah. they're doing that back to you, then it's just strength everywhere. You've got really strong bridges that will hold – a whole convoy when it needs to cross, right? Yeah. I think that's, I think that's perfect. That's fantastic advice. So resources, you mentioned YouTube, uh, you've mentioned CEH and some of these other paid ones. What other resources do you think ha- can help people, you know, on their journeys? Like, and I'm even thinking of things like, I don't know, mentors, external organizations, like, like learning, like what are your recommendations for resources? I want to manage my career better. Where should I go? Well, I would start with, again, identifying your learning style. Right. Mm -hmm. Once you know
0: that, then you use that learning style to find the information you want to learn about. In my uh, case, I'm uh, visual. I do diagrams of everything and I like listening. So the methods that I have chosen to learn is podcasts. Uh, I listen to all kinds of podcasts, not only cybersecurity. I listen to a lot of CISOs and professional cybersecurity because I want to know what a CISO, which is kind of the higher goal in our area and our field mm-hmm. i want to know what are the pains they fear the, the, the their pains their fears how do i better help my boss because that's a big key in uh, career development if you yeah. either solve a problem save money or make the life easier for your boss yeah. you are a good asset for him or her right yeah so yeah, yeah. you learn Things by, there's a lot that you can learn in podcasts, YouTube videos that are free. You can find anything from how to change a light bulb to how to break into a server. It's right there. So you don't even have to necessarily put money on it. You just need to find the time, be curious and just go for it and and take things and apply. Uh, And also important in our industry, uh, I suggest not to concentrate just in the technical stuff but Mm -hmm. spend time in podcasts, books, whatever your your method about leadership, about management, about finance, about marketing, because all of those things are going to build a more integral persona that will help Mm -hmm. you to see the world, not just through the command line view, but see your role as a business enabler, which you always hear that CISO's talking about how they're, you know, but if you start that from a junior level, Not only you will grow in a, a more wholesome way, I think chances are you're going to accelerate that growth and those opportunities that will come your way because not only you know how to do the commands or organize the architecture, you know how to sell an idea, how to negotiate, how to convince somebody in the organization who doesn't want to do the patching or whatever is your role. I think communication is essential in cybersecurity so we can work with the business and get the goals that we both need to get accomplished.
1: I love that. That's wow. Okay. That's 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 a load of wisdom right there. That's fantastic. Okay, the power of envisioning. Uh this is one of the things a lot of people talk about. You envision yourself in the next role as often as possible and you do everything you can to make that vision real, right? This is kind of related to the planning thing, but it's that that power of envisioning. And I think it overlaps with that expand the role thing we talked about. You know, I ta- I called it building bridges, you called it learning more about everyone around you and even when you're in a more junior role, starting that learning finance, learning the business. It's that whole expanding the role thing. I think envisioning kind of is a way of maybe expanding the role forward and giving you a target to expand into. What do you think about the whole envisioning strategy? Yeah, I I, I like it. I've I, I heard somewhere about
0: studies where uh, I thought it was the only one who, you know, dreams on winning the soccer game or beating the bad guy yeah. or, you know, all of these superheroes, everybody has those, Yeah, yeah. yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, I think the important thing is not to stay in the daydreaming side, but actually do something about it. Like, as I mm-hmm. say, if mm-hmm. you're the CEO of your own career, what do CEOs do? How do they, how do they become successful? How do I apply to my life and then take action on that? So if I dream uh-huh. to one day be the CISO of the organization, How do I prepare for that? So not just uh, stopping at the envisioning, imagining, but actually taking steps to get there. And in doing that or or, or practicing those conversations, this is how I would respond to the CEO about X thing. You actually exercise those conversations, answer yourself, and in a way you are preparing yourself, uh, for instance, for an interview. So when it happens, you actually have rehearsed that in your mind so many times, it flows right? That's because you be, because That's you've perfect. been entertaining that in your mind. Uh, especially if you go beyond
1: the mind, you do some preparation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're doing job interviews, like, like, you know, practice for the kinds of questions they're going to ask, have an answer ready, right? Because mm-hmm. yes. they're all going to ask you, where do you see yourself in five years or whatever the, the general questions are, like have an answer at the ready, right? Yeah. I, th- I think, so I like it. It's sort of a preparatory foundation, but you still got work to do on top of it. Mm-hmm. So what other tactical tips do you have for career advancement? Just, just any tips at all for folks advancing in their careers, any tips we haven't covered, anything else you wanted to bring up? Well,
0: I, I, there's a um, – I, I, I forgot the seven secrets for successful people or something like that old book. Uh, I forgot his name. Stephen Covey. Yeah. He said something about – and basically not worrying about the things that are outside of your control right? And yeah. I apply that into the job market. We don't control so many things, inflation, the, the economy, layoffs, right? So yeah. there's so much that is outside of our hands that may affect us negatively and we have nothing to do with it. Instead, yeah. we focus on what we can do, our preparation, the day-to-day serving people. I think that's huge because even if you didn't succeed on your big goals long-term, the satisfaction mm-hmm. of knowing that you made someone's life better, one week, one day at a time. Yeah. Sometimes that can give you more satisfaction than getting the six dollar six uh, uh, figure dollar salary, right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So
0: when you build some from small things like that, uh, you you just a happier person, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and another thing is, uh, old proverb that uh, without a counsel purposes are. Disappointed, and in a multitude of counselors, there's uh, wisdom. I think that's key. For instance, in the social media, specifically LinkedIn world, I yeah. often also tell people that I'm mentoring who are beginning in cybersecurity. Yeah. Listen, read, pay attention, but don't believe everything you listen right. and you read. Right. Because there's a lot of bad advice for people that get a lot of likes and uh, they're even recognized. And maybe they have good intentions, but sometimes the, the counsel they give is not the best, or at least not the best mm-hmm. for everybody, right? right. I, I kind of gave you a layer of how my, my story has worked and how it worked for me, but I always say this is this what happened to me. Yeah, It yeah. may or may not work the same. So this is what I did. You take what works for you, discard what doesn't, but don't just believe everybody because you can make a right. lot of mistakes that can cost uh, a, a lot of things in your in your career. So yeah. th- I think that's an important aspect. Just learn as much as you can from people around you, be gracious. Uh, there are evil people, but there yeah. are very few. A lot of the people we have issues with are not evil people. We just have different alignments, different understandings, different definitions, different interests. Uh, yeah. And and when you go in life thinking this is my enemy, you know, HR or a department or a person, All of that is going to influence how you act. And I think the more you can stay away from those negative feelings and emotions, the more productive you will be, the happier you will be, even if things go wrong, even if the economy goes bad, even if you get a breach, you know, whatever is the bad situation you want to, to picture.
1: Yep. Yeah, if you go look at my LinkedIn byline, my little description, my bio in LinkedIn, it says, I get things done, and I make friends along the way. <laughs> exactly. Like, like to yeah. me, I mean, really, that—that that is that, to me, that's the two most important things right there. It, it's, it's, it's incredibly negative and toxic for everyone around you to harbor any of that kind of, oh, they're the enemy, he's the enemy, she's the enemy. As soon as you start saying that about anybody else in the organization, be it a department or a person, that toxicity bleeds through everything you do. That kind of Mm -hmm. negativity shows and the people around you will see you as a negative person and you'll start to get treated differently and they'll contain you more. And like, it's a career limiting move to go negative. It just is. Yes.
0: And, and one other thing I would add to the first point about having a plan and owning your career, which is true. I believe part of your career development, especially if you are going into the leadership uh, path, Mm-hmm. Uh, is helping those that work with you to find out what they want. Uh, today, I, I heard one of the leaders in our team saying, he often every day asks, what do you want? What? Where do you want mm-hmm. to go? What do you want to do? And I think that's kind of the encapsulation of, although you own your own career as a leader, I can help you to find that out and help you to move on. Even if in three years, you're going to move somewhere else. Mm -hmm. because that selfishness often helps. And I have had people who have worked with me who, with that uh, mentality in my side, when I tell them, I don't expect you to work for me for five years or 10 years, just give me two or three years, and I will help you grow to the point that either you you go to the next step in our organization or somewhere else. And guess Mm -hmm. what? When they get the chance to go somewhere else, they choose to stay. Because yes, yes. people are looking for that kind of relationship, that kind of mentorship yes. which for a leader, somebody who is in a leadership position, even if it's supervisor or your management, that's going to help your career because now you're growing with a team that is holding you up. and if your goal is to raise them up, you are going to be raising you
1: uh, raising each other together yes and, yes. Uh, and that, that that works. I've had the exact same experience. I will sit down with employees and say, where do you want to be in five years? And it's okay to be completely honest. You don't want to be working here in five years. You want to be a baker. You know, you want to be a psychologist. You want to be owning and running your own business. You want to be a pen tester. And today you're a GRC person. Tell me where you truly, really want to be and I'll figure out during the time you're with me how to get you closer to your goal mm-hmm. while also meeting the company's goals exactly. and we'll work together yes. and it'll be a win-win. And, and to your point, boy, they stick around. Yes. You know, yes. they stick around. And, and it's because you're investing in them, you care about them, and you're showing them that what they want isn't at odds with what the company wants. Mm-hmm. You're finding ways to achieve everybody's goals and meet everybody's needs. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a win-win. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, Luis, thank you so much. Do you have any other words of advice, any other this has been an incredible show by the way. Like this is this is an amazing amount of wisdom. Just bam 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 bam. I'm really impressed with how solidly you've just been tossing these things out. Any any last thoughts, anything else you want to share with us? No, I appreciate the opportunity What uh, you
0: just describes what I have experienced in many of your podcasts that I'm listening and I'm like taking notes and taking screenshots and uh, I really enjoy uh, your podcast. I've been following you since before you were uh, with uh, the CISO series now. Uh, okay. when, I, when I started getting into several, I started going through all of the archives and learning about BISO and all of these things. And yeah, uh, yeah. no, I would just encourage uh, people uh, back to the, the personalities If you are the type of person who goes for goals, for growth, for excellence, you know, go that path. Uh, As leaders, we need to recognize sometimes people who work with us are not that type. Some people Mm -hmm. are happy doing the same thing for years and they do it well. And that's okay. Uh, It's recognizing what they need, giving them what they need. So that, as you very accurately say, we meet the business goals, our team's goals. We all grow. And um, I believe there's a lot of good potential there's a lot of uh good potential out there, and opportunities are there. We just need to be prepared to to meet
1: to meet them and and go up I love it, Luis Valenzuela, thank you so much for coming on down to the cyber ranch. Thank you listeners. y'all be good now.